Hello and welcome to the Everyday Life Bible Study Podcast. I'm Paul Church, and this is the Bible Study Podcast for believers who really want to live for God but don't have a lot of time in their day. I won't keep you long, and I want to encourage you that this will not replace your own personal devotion, private time with the Lord, but I believe it can enhance uh, your time with the Lord and maybe even be a springboard um, for what you pray about today. Well, today is going to be the final podcast in the Jesus study that we have been doing. This is episode 25 of the study, and I want to thank you for listening. I hope this has been good for you. To sum up, we've seen Jesus as presented in the Gospels. Yes, the Gospels are all about him, but we see Jesus who is centered around his disciples. I hope you've seen that Every new unfolding of God's plan was contingent upon the disciples' discovery of who Jesus was. When they first said yes to following him, it's, this guy could be somebody to, okay, I believe he really is somebody. Okay, he's definitely somebody. And then finally to, he is the Christ, the son of the living God. And that's when he started talking about his upcoming crucifixion and, and death and these kinds of things. And then when Philip and Andrew brought some outsiders, some foreigners to Jesus, he says, now my time has come. And so as we follow the example set forth in the gospels, we realize that our lives are, we're just on a journey of discovery Every day that we live, Lord, let us discover more and more of who you are so that your unfolding plan for us will come to reality. This has been fun. I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope it's blessed you. But today is the final episode of The Jesus Study. So uh, we're formulating what it is we want to do. We're tossing around some ideas um, about how to do this and how to continue Um, just little life snippets or continue a Bible study. So uh, we'll let you know as things move forward. But speaking of discovery, enjoy today's message. So I want to get into it today with uh, a little story uh, from history. I love history. Meriwether Lewis and William Clark, they led what was known as the Corps of Discovery charged by then-President Thomas Jefferson to find a water route to the Pacific, a Northwest Passage, through the newly acquired Louisiana Purchase. It had been long believed that the unexplored West was pretty much the same geography as the known East, and Lewis and a few other men scouted ahead of the rest of the group. On August chapter, on August 12, 1805, They canoed up the Missouri River until they finally came to the source near the border of Montana and Idaho at what's known as Lemhi or Lemhi Pass. They believed that at the top of the pass, they would find a gentle downward slope. They could carry their canoes, they thought, on their backs to the Columbia River and sail quickly to the Pacific. Phase one of the mission was accomplished, finding the source. Now he was about to realize his dream and his presidential commission of finding the Northwest Passage. Fifteen months of rowing upstream had led them to this point, only to find that when they got there, there was no Northwest Passage, no water route, no river to navigate at all. 
You see, everyone had always assumed that the land rose gently eastward to a peak and then sloped back down the same way, that that was the geography of the United States. They thought they would be able to sail down the other side. And they had heard of the mountains to the west, but in their minds, they were picturing the rounded tops of the Appalachians. Can you imagine what it was like for them to see the immense, snow-capped range of the Rocky Mountains? Now, I live right on the edge of the front range of the Rocky Mountains and west of Den- southwest of Denver, so we're right here at the base of the, of the first rises of the Rocky Mountains, the foothills. And these mountains go on and on and on, and I've climbed some of the 14ers, and they're not easy to get over. And some of the geography that you see, people have scaled it, people have conquered it, but man, it sure does look impassable. And can you imagine 1805, seeing those kinds of mountains, not equipped with mountaineering gear? Corps Sergeant John Ordway, he wrote this in his journal. He was part of the Corps of Discovery He said, they, the mountains, continue as far as our eyes could extend. They extend much further than we expected. Or as another said, they were the most terrible mountains I ever beheld. At that moment, everything about their journey changed. They were about to leave the known map and wander into uncharted territory, And the truth was that the world in front of them was radically different than the world behind them. And they were going to have to change plans, give up their assumptions, rework the entire mission. The canoes that got them to where they were were not going to get them to where they needed to be. They were committed to getting to the Pacific, but it would be much different than their previous plans or expectations. These were experienced river rafters, and now they had to learn to be mountaineers. Canoes would not get them over the mountains, so they left them behind. They didn't take them with them. Because it became clear that what brought them that far, as essential as it was, they were not going to get them any farther. So the core of, our, of, the core of discovery, led by Lewis and Clark, is the driving metaphor I believe, of our present moment in history with the year 2020. And people are just talking about 20. We're not even talking about the separate events that's happened in 2020. And and, and if we tried to make a list, it wouldn't even be exhaustive because we can't even recall everything that's happened. It would take some time. So we just lump it all together as 2020, um, the, the year from the pit. And the world in front of us coming out of 2020 in just a few short months is very different from everything behind us. I was reminiscing about my childhood and growing up in the 80s and, and uh, the, the, the 70s and the 80s and how wonderful the experience that was. And, and the thought of what we're going through today was just so, never enter, so foreign, never entered into anybody's minds. But right now, we are stepping off of a map. We're being shoved off a map into uncharted territory. Needless to say, it's very different than what we expected it to be. Everybody for years has been looking forward to 2020 and what's it going to be like in the year 2020 and and, uh, from decades ago. and, And most of our expectations were wrong. And even as we are in it now, even our expectations from last year are 
very wrong. <laughs> it's not how it turned out to be. It's not an easy ride. We're river rafters who are now confronted with towering mountains. And now we too have to learn to be mountaineers. In John chapter 13, verses 1 through 3, let me get to that because I am completely unprepared as I, as I talk to you right now. John chapter 13, verses 1 through 3, it says, It was just before the Passover festival, Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to save this world and go to the Father. And having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The evening meal was in progress, and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power, and that the time and that he had come from God and was returning to God. Jesus knew that he was leaving everything, and, and, and everything was about to change for his disciples. There were certain shifts in ministry and in, in the plan that's happened, planned shifts. And, uh, and now we were on the cusp of everything coming together and everything was about to change. And what if Jesus, and on, on the brink of this change, said, you know what, forget it, I, I'm staying right here. It's kind of a ridiculous thought, right? I mean, he's the son of God, he's going to do what he came to do. But what about the disciples? I'm, I'm sure Jesus' talk of leaving made them uncomfortable. I mean, Peter even scolded Jesus about it. Life with Jesus was like canoeing the streams. And the thought of life without him was like scaling mountains. But we're here today because they did it. One more quick passage of scripture. The next chapter, John chapter 14, first three verses, he says, Don't let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I'm going. He gave them a vision to live for. Heaven like Lewis and Clark's goal of reaching the Pacific Ocean, it kept them moving forward when they were tired. It kept them from retreating from danger and the unknown. And it made them abandon the original plan and invent a new one. They didn't come to the end of their plan and think, well, the plan didn't work. I guess we failed. They kept the goal in mind and changed their plan. Listen, it's going to be worth it. John chapter 14, once again, verse 28, you heard me say, I'm going away and I'm coming back to you. If you loved me, you would be glad that I'm going to the Father and the Father is greater than I. I've told you now before it happens so that when it does happen, you will believe. I will not say much more to you for the prince of this world is coming. He has no hold over me, but he comes so that the world may learn that I love the Father and do exactly what my father commanded me. Now he says, come, let us leave. And with those words, the last supper was over because at some point you have to pull the trigger and just do it. They got up from the table, went to the Mount of Olives where they spent time praying. Then Jesus was arrested and later crucified and the fullness of God's plan 
through Jesus came to fruition and everything changed. God caused it to change because it needed to change. The disciples were facing a changing and challenging world, a world with whom they were to share the message of Jesus. A world in front of them was radically different than everything behind them. And we find ourselves in the same position today. They didn't ask for this. But Jesus didn't even give them a choice. When he first said, follow me, they didn't realize then that that would mean that they had to take up, they would later be taking up their own cross. And I think if they had a glimpse into the future, they might have had second thoughts. They had mountains to climb. And so do we. The world in front of us is nothing like what we've experienced before. What brought us to this point, I'm sure has been challenging, like canoeing upstream sometimes, but it's been amazing as well. And now it's not able to move us any farther. I'm speaking to somebody today, I'm sure. At some point, Lewis and Clark and others left their canoes and just started walking. And at some point during the dinner, in the safety of that, of that, of that room, Jesus said, okay, let's go. And they all got up from the table and left. I believe God has great things for you, for your faith, for your finances, for your family. All of these, I guess these are all things that start with F. <laughs> I believe he wants to reach and save people around us. And I believe he wants, us, wants to use us to do that. But everything we're facing going forward, we, we, people talk about a new normal, you know, and others talk about just riding the storm out until we can get back to the way it used to be. Well, I really don't believe it's going to go back to the way it used to believe. I think it's very clear that the world is not going to be the same again after 2020. We have mountains to climb together. Life up to this point, I'm sure it hasn't been easy, but it's got you to where you are, and hopefully that's a good place. But looking ahead, what got you to where you are is most likely not going to take you where you need to be moving forward. We've canoed up to this point. We see the challenges. Now we have mountains to climb. Let's join together and climb these mountains. Well, thank you for listening today. If you enjoy this podcast, I, I, uh, I, I thank you for that as well. Thanks for um, promoting this, for telling others about it, for sharing it on your social media platforms. Thank you for going to Apple Podcasts and writing a review and giving us five stars. Several have done that. Thank you so much. And uh, if you could do that, just take a few minutes out of your life. That would be great. It really does help to get the message out I hope you enjoyed this, and in the meantime, until next time, my prayer for you is that the Word of God would become alive in your everyday life.